Hey, Mike, welcome to Creators Campfire. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, my absolute pleasure. This I've been waiting for this for a really long time. I'm very excited. Uh, we've known each other, I guess, for a couple of years now, which is awesome. And it's been so fun to get to know you. But this is our first kind of like, oh, I'm going to sit down and quiz you. Not that people do that in their everyday lives anyways, but I'm very excited to sit down and have this conversation with you. Um, we're going to talk about your YouTube journey. Uh, and I'm going to ask all the things that I probably haven't asked uh, until now, uh, which is going to be fun. But let's start way back when. Why did you get into YouTube in the first place? Because it looks like you uploaded your very first video like five years ago. Um, yeah. So <laughs> talk me through that. Oh, gosh, I love this. This, first of all, you're completely right. This is going to be a fun dig episode. Um, yeah, five years ago, I was, I don't know, I was spending such a long, like, such a large amount of my time actually watching YouTube. Back in the day, it was like, I was watching the OGs like Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon, stuff, mainly Casey Neistat. And I don't know, I'd watch him every single day and I would just think to myself, hmm, he has such a cool life. Why can't I do that? And it kind of inspired me to like start making my own vlogs. Um, it really honestly started with, I was in first year of university in Canada. I'm from Toronto originally. And uh, I was shooting on an iPhone 5. Like literally, I, I shot on the stuff that I had. I even had a, a central tremors, meaning my hands constantly shake. And I still kind of went through it and still did it. That deterred me to make videos for a really long time. But um, yeah, I just kind of made, the way the I, I look, to, like, to look back at it now is like, you you have this hope that you think each of your like the first video is just going to explode and it's going to solve all your problems you're going to become this viral sensation but i realized i watched it my mom watched it my best friend watched it that's it <laughs> and i just had to continue I love that. Uh, that is that. Yeah, we definitely all do this. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna go viral. This is gonna be the best video. It's like, oh, nobody knows who I am. I see. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's this thing that like so many people say, hey, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to do this thing, but then either don't do anything about it, um, or you know, in the case of you, and and definitely for me, wait years before they do something. So I guess. I guess a better question would be, what was it that finally made you record that first video? Having wanted to be a YouTuber for say a couple of years before that. I think I just realized I had to put something out there because if I didn't, if I never started, if I never took that shot, I would never make any progress. It was like for such a long time, I was watching these kind of like, um, I guess like productivity videos. And I thought I was improving or doing stuff, but I wasn't really. And it was like, I can't keep waiting. I was, I was basically at that point of my life, I had just started college. I didn't, I was feeling really lonely at that point, honestly. And I was like, either I'm going to start being intentional about the things that I want to create in this world, or I'm just going to let life continue to take me in a direction that I didn't want it. So I was like, okay, <laughs> now is kind of the time. You obviously then got to this point where you're like, hang on, nothing is working. Um, at that point, what do, what do you do? Do you, like, I think there's a, a big gap in your YouTube kind of, um, like career. So are you at that point saying, screw, screw YouTube, I kind of give up? Or are you saying, hang on, I need to take, go take a, take a step back, figure out whatever the hell I'm doing and, and come back. Like what was, what was the break like? So it was actually the first one where like, I had been doing this for such a long time. And I guess such a long time is like, maybe like 30 episodes. That's actually, that's not such a long time. Um, maybe, maybe even a bit more. But um, I kind of went back to the drawing board and I was like, okay, 
what's the goal here? It was freedom. It was like to work for myself. It was to have this like passion aligned with the work that I was doing. So I really went back to that. And I, there's this idea that I still, and I learned recently and I realized I was doing back then. It was like being very rigid with what your what is. So like what I actually wanted, which are the things that I just described, but being flexible with your approach. So like a good example is like, before I was being very rigid with my approach that I was like, it's only going to come from monetize, like, monetization and affiliates and from making Casey Neistat inspired vlogs. But when I actually switched up that kind of approach, that how, and I basically switched it over to thinking about, oh, I like design stuff <clears throat> and software. And I've always liked software and tech. I was like, oh, I can just teach myself how to do that. And I started kind of diving my, basically my time in towards that, then ended up basically cold calling a bunch of different, basically just cold messaging people, then found a client. Yeah, I very much like that. I've definitely had this thought of, I either carry on in my corporate life, this is obviously going back a few years, or I have to go full-time with YouTube. And it's like, well, hang on, there is an in-between, right? <laughs> like you don't have to go from one to other. Firstly, you can find like side work in the meantime, then maybe you can go part-time and then you can kind of go all in and you're yeah. kind of building the blocks to that. So you're right, it's not just all or nothing. Yeah. I also like the other thing you said um, about, I like it, but I can't remember what you said. Uh, you. <laughs> You said something else about, um, oh, sorry, finding another way to get to the result you want, um, which I think is also super important. So yes, you might have wanted to be a YouTuber, but that doesn't mean that the way you were doing it was the only way to be a YouTuber. And I think that's that's really cool. Um, that's nice. Is you've, you've kind of found a different way back to it. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's, and I feel like this has come up many, many times. It's actually just come up again in my life where it's like, I think, yeah, just know what your goal is, know what your, know what success looks like to you and then figure out how to get there and like use other people that have done that as examples. Yeah. And, and also it's not like I need it right now. Like if I want to yeah. be a YouTuber, I yeah. can, you know, be a YouTuber in five years. Like it doesn't have to be in five weeks right now. And then if it doesn't work, I'm like, I'm giving up on my dream. It's hang yeah. on, here's the path. Here's how I get that. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. There's this beautiful thing I want to quickly add. And I wish I could have convinced myself about this earlier. Um, well, actually everything happens for reasons. So never mind. But it's basically, and it comes from Tony Robbins and this other guy, Alex Ramosi. They both talked about it. But it's like everyone overestimates how much they can get done in a year, but they underestimate how much they can get done in a decade. So if you just look at a long-term basis and start and start making decisions on these long-term rewards that will happen, you'll stop making the wrong decisions that, that will basically just, for example, the wrong, maybe not the wrong decision, but like if I was just constantly chasing money, money, money 24-7 um, and not looking at a long-term view, I might make potentially catastrophic decisions. Yeah, that's that's something I also try to remember. And that, like, it sounds like there's more than one person. I heard it from Gary Vee. Um, yeah. And he was like, guys, you, yes, life is short, but it's also actually in theory very, very long. So oh, <laughs> it's like, so you don't right? You don't have to do everything right now, this second. And when something, I think that's a big thing because people will post a few videos and I, I've been guilty of this. Um, like you'll post a few videos and you'll be like, where's all the growth? Why am I not getting X thousand subscribers? Like, this is stupid. I'm giving up. It's just not working. And you're just like, hang on. <laughs> like, um, and which comes back to Ali's, you know, one video a week for two years, consistently, consistency, show up, be there, turn up, do the work, grow. 
two years to become a full-time YouTuber is actually not very long in the grand scheme of things. And where people are like, oh no, I didn't post for a couple of weeks. Like, yes, consistency is wonderful. But if you take a month off, no one is even going to remember that in a year. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's very, very cool. So you then take this break, you go and earn some money and you know you want to come back to YouTube and you are coming back to YouTube. What is the plan this time and how is it different to the first time around? It, it was, this is where, you know, um, I immediately was like, I was making some money. I was like, okay, I was learning about accountability, learning about like, um, basically just learn, be slowly becoming obsessed with learning. And I was watching Ali Abdal a lot at that point, And I was just like, oh, great course. Love this. Okay. So I dropped, I think it was like a, basically a grand. And at that point I was like, it was like, it was like a bullet. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. But what's beautiful about that is it, I'm I'm a very firm believer. It's like put your money where your mouth is, and when you do that, you actually show up, and it put it helps kind of push you through the little ideas or the little struggles of like ah, I don't want to do this or it's not going to work. You go basically there's like a sting, and you just go oh it's a grand okay. And what was beautiful is like I made the weekly video. I actually got to meet all of these people that like changed my life in general. That really be being like. I didn't have these like-minded friends that were also creators so many, and you probably get this as well. It's like so many times I felt crazy or like I knew no one, like literally one other person of this entire journey that wanted to be a YouTuber. And like, he wasn't actually fully like uh, serious with it and continued with it. Like, but then I, I started this course and I was like, whoa, there's a bunch of people that are just like me. I'm not crazy. This is great. Yeah, we were we were definitely going through it together uh, because I felt all of those things. Um, isn't it funny how like an investment of like a thousand dollars, which don't get me wrong, is a lot of money. We see it like so much money, but we've both been to uni um, and spent how much on our education <laughs> And that, yeah. that was almost a no-brainer. Like, no one even questioned that. That's almost the done thing to do because that's what's been happening for, you know, decades or whatever, and that's the expected way. And all of a sudden, like, $1,000 in an investment in you for something you definitely want to do seems like an insane amount of money. And the amount of people that are going, no, I'm not going to do that. Why should I do that? Why can't I get that for free? It's like, why Why not just... Like, don't get me wrong. Well, I'm speaking for myself as well. I've definitely been there. I've gone, no, I'm not spending that money on that. And it's like, yeah, dude, invest in yourself. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? Um, yeah. So Alex Ramosi has this idea as well. And there's a couple other people that have mentioned this to me, but it's like, especially when you're young, you want to be learning as much as you possibly can. So if you can take that money and reinvest it in yourself, don't get me wrong. Yes. Invest in investments and stuff like that. But like whatever percentage you're comfortable with reinvesting in oneself, it's, it's going to pay so many dividends. And like, just on the idea of like, a, for example, I've paid a grand for PTYA, a couple other courses as well, but I've already like by far surpassed that amount in earnings. So like it's, it takes time, it takes hard work, but like it, you can pay, get those dividends to pay itself. Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess the other thing that you were talking about was the community feel. And yeah, I, I totally felt this is that I also felt like nobody around me would even, like I wouldn't even say it to anybody that, hey, I wanna be a YouTuber because I knew that it'd be like, dude, no, yeah. like get on with your job and like stop living in a fairy tale land. Um, 
yeah and then all of a sudden there's this group of people that are like yeah youtube it's the shit like let's do this how big of an impact do you think that had on you when i think back to pta when i describe it to other people that is the soul like the very top thing the most important thing that i say to anyone like i remind them and I tell them, if you're going to do any course, the most important thing should always be building that community and building those friendships, because that's actually going to lead to an identity change, because you want to be part of the tribe. All your other friends are going to be making videos, so you're going to be like, oh, I want to fit in. It's a natural part of being a human being. Therefore, you'll be more likely to do the work. And that's exactly what happened with me. Um, just sidestepping YouTube, although it's completely related, uh, you obviously said you went on this like learning journey where you were like, okay, I want, I want to be a learner. I want to be a lifelong learner. And this is what you're doing now. Where did that kind of come into your life and how did that evolve? And, and where were you at when you came back into YouTube with it? So it was 2020 at this point. That's when I was graduating. It was like peak COVID time at this point. Um, and it was March or no, February, I was supposed to graduate in like April. And um, so I hadn't made a video since like a year before that. Uh, it had been like a while. It had been a long time since I made a video. And I this is the point where I, I finally, after like basically trying a bunch of stuff, um, kind of did the idea of like fake it till you make it. So like um, essentially sent out, found that client, uh, basically yeah started doing that stuff and i grinded until it was until like basically until like november so all the way from february to november i worked my ass off uh, on that job didn't even focus on youtube at all and then once i had that money and i kind of started i moved to poland uh, in that september and at that point i it was december when uh, p2a cohort one was right I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, November, November. I think it kicked off mid mid November, and yeah, finished end of end of December. Yeah, or mid December or something. And it wasn't. It was literally the week before that I that that started that I start. I made my like coming back video, and it was like 30 days of quitting caffeine. But like again, it 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 started the momentum for everything. So when you did it the first time, it was like Mike vlogs, right? It was it was Casey Neistat wannabe. Yeah. You then came back, and your content is totally different. Uh, and it's going down a completely different route. What was your thinking and your thought process going into going into this time? And did you have more of a plan? The the plan was still like the same as earlier. Like I wanted to make it my full time thing. Um, like I at this point on, I guess the the client work I was spending like fifteen to twenty hours max. Actually, ten to twenty hours max a week. So like it was still very much like this, I want this to be my full-time gig. I want to be a full-time YouTuber. I want this to like give me the abundance, the freedom that I've always wanted. And I kind of realized, okay, I always had like a crap ton of success. I was like, okay, again, let's listen to role models. Uh, it wasn't working before. Let's adjust. Let's pivot. And Ali even mentioned it. He's like, you can find all of the stuff that I'm sharing with you online if you actually want to put in the work. But I was... I think it's very valuable to actually spend the money to have it all presented to you in a really pretty format where I can easily come back to it. Specifically, I guess with with the content, you you haven't come back and, and done vlogs. You've come back and done. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's cool. So, what, what was what was the thought process there? The way I think of it in my head is like a slider. On one end, it's entertainment. On the other end, education. I would put 
Ali Abdal more on the education, maybe not all the way to the radical one side, and then Casey Neistat on the other end. And like, I basically went from one end right to the other and lived there for a while. And the thought process was like, oh, this seems like a much more sustainable model. I can do this right at home. I can talk right in, like, in the comfort of my home, put out these videos, write these scripts. Instead of like before um, Casey Neistat stuff, it was like, very much consumed my entire day. I was running around everywhere and it allowed me more of this balance um, that I could still focus on the client work. Um, and like I, ha I was able to juggle both of them without dropping anything. What were some of the things that you learned from your first time around that you took into the second time around? Video editing. Having a good basis of like editing videos was, I was very familiar with Final Cut already. That was like super valuable. Like even to the point of like knowing how to do masking and stuff like that. Um, I guess the idea of as well, of already being comfortable on camera. So I would always really say it's those two things, right? Like knowing how to create a video start to finish. So like having that confidence in me, knowing that it's possible already, that's one thing. Um, being okay, being my goofy self, saying, <laughs> yo, what's up guys? <laughs> to the camera uh -huh. and being comfortable with it yes yeah. i love it okay so obviously version two of you and your channel was awesome and it like totally flew and Thank you. your videos and the level of like the production the thumbnails that just everything about it was was like amazing how was it mindset wise to start seeing that growth and like videos go viral um like i think it was your was it your standing desk video or um something like at the beginning yeah it might have been one before the that. standing desk but, video um, was the first one yes yeah. Yes. What was that like going, oh my God, there's actually traction this time. I can see something. It was wild. I felt like I was on the top of the moon. It was like the first time I had ever seen an exponential function in my YouTube studio ever. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is possible. The fruits of my labor are finally coming. And it's like, there's this idea of like any belief that you have. So say for example, the belief is I'm a YouTuber. The it was just basically an example of a point of success for me. And the way I think of it is like, that was basically like putting a leg onto the table. So now the table is more sturdy. And like, it can also be from knowledge. So for example, PTYA put on another leg on the table. And the more legs I can put onto the table, the sturdier that thing is in my mind. So that's basically how it served me. A many-legged table, I like Yeah, it. <laughs> now, now it's like hundreds of legs on a singular table. It's like, you can't even push it over. It's fantastic. <laughs> This is awesome. I need one of those tables. Um, that's very, very cool. Okay, so I also know that you edit started outsourcing your editing reasonably early on, mm -hmm. even though you could, um, like, obviously edit very well. Uh, what was what was kind of like the trigger to go? Hang on, I'm going to go and edit it. Go and get an editor now. And what was it like actually trying to find an editor? I got pretty lucky, actually. Um, or actually, actually, no, I didn't get lucky right away. I, I sometimes forget. Um, the immediate trigger was when we basically were doing part-time YouTube Academy and just talking about the idea that that was possible. It wasn't even, back then it wasn't even something fathomable of my head where I was just like, oh, Casey edits his own stuff. Therefore I must as well. Uh, and I would always tell myself, oh, I'm the only one that knows how to create this story and do these certain cuts. But then I realized, okay, let's just, it's like the idea. I think the catalyst was just this idea of like, little small reversible tests and this came from like tim ferris where it's like say for example you want to move somewhere you want to do something instead of fully committing go live there for a week and see if it's actually something you want and then if it's not reverse it um 
and essentially I created the same thing. So first I went on Fiverr and I basically just started putting up some job posts and yeah, I found someone and then they didn't, they didn't output, but then I found another friend in PTYA then who recommended someone and we figured it out and we started working together and like I was able to get to a place where I was happy. I also stole your editor, which was very nice because yeah. I was one of those people that was like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Somebody just give me an editor. Yeah. And I remember you giving me the pep talk of like, dude, just get an editor. Why are you doing this? I'm like, no, I have no money for YouTube. <laughs> and you're like, shut up. And I was like, yes. And I'm very incredibly grateful for that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. Yeah, that, that was wonderful. I needed that kick up the backside. Um, so to anyone listening, highly recommend outsourcing editing very early on in your journey. Uh, maybe after a few of your own uh, videos, mm. go for it. Your channel is now starting to pick up. You're starting to get subscribers. You're starting to see traction on your videos. Um, what was it like getting monetized? And how did that, how is the monetization journey for you to now? Ooh, um, the first time I made money and I got part of the monetization thing, I was over the moon. Uh, it was like, it's like, it's like the same thing as like, I feel like any, for example, say you have an e-commerce business, that first sale or that first time you make money from your YouTube channel or whatever it is, it just hits different. It's like, oh my God. Cause it, again, it's another leg on the table. It's like, wow, this is possible. Um, and actually to get monetization, it was, and Ali says this all the time where it's like, Yes, keep putting out those videos, but it's usually going to be that one video that pops that gets you the significant amount of watch time to really get you that and the subscribers that you need. Um, from there until now, um, honestly, until the last month, I was really, again, like back to the idea of what basically the goal and the approach, which is the how. I was throughout this entire time so rigid with my approach uh, where I was just like, I can only create this successful YouTube channel by AdSense earning. So I needed a viral video. Um, second, by affiliate stuff. So I needed to make more product reviews, um, which wasn't going to result in that viral video, which I didn't realize. And then the third one was like, oh, I need to get uh, enough basically subscribers to get sponsors, which I'm at like 30K now and slowly starting to have that conversation. But like what, until recently, I approached my, like, basically I had a couple like successful people kick me in the butt, which is really nice in a positive way, basically saying, hey dude, you're broke. Uh, you know that. Start opening her up to like stuff like coaching. And I started doing that recently and monetization has completely changed. Um, where it's just, again, opening myself up to different hows. Also, I've started editing for another YouTuber as well um, to like learn more and bring some more money in as well. It's like, it's again, like realizing that this is a 10 year scheme, right? Like we need to figure out how can we make this road that's most successful and like vital, actually alive as possible. And if you're not making money, <laughs> it's a bit problematic. Also as context, um, I had gone full time and that was, uh, yeah, that's a story inside of itself. We can go into it if you want. Let's go into that. Okay. Yes. Talk to me. Basically the client that I had talked about before. So this is like, imagine the stuff that I was doing before. It's like software design stuff. I was doing this for a year and a bit and it was last September. So we're almost at September now. So less than a year ago that 
basically I lost that client. And like the goal was never to build that business up. It was, I didn't care about multiple clients and stuff like that. It was always just to reinvest it into YouTube. Um, and I was hoping that I would be able to suffice with that until the YouTube channel picked up and blew up and I would basically be able to go deuces, but that's not what happened. Um, in September, they basically were like, ah, we're done with the software stuff. We don't want to do this anymore. Basically kicked me to the curb. I was a freelancer. Again, they were really awesome to me. Everything was, they were really kind, but they just, their goals changed and I didn't prepare myself accordingly. That was all on my end. And that then led me to put out a tweet um, that basically said, hey, I want to go full-time which led to a friend wanting to invest in me to match my previous earnings for the year at a certain amount of interest, which then led to me telling some other people and I had I have some support from family, um, which basically had allowed me to go full-time. And, and yes, honestly, like the entire time I was kind of like, again, still like in this whole year, I was so rigid. I have this agreement with myself basically that I have to make it self-sustaining by September 1st. And so September 1st, this coming up, I have to at least break even. Um, and and I'm going to, actually I already am now, which is awesome. But it didn't, none of this, not, thank you. None of this happened until like literally the last month ago where I opened myself up to like, for example, consulting or coaching or like helping other people. And it's all revenue sources of this business, but actually, thinking about the business instead of just going, ah, I'm fine, ah, I'm fine. If you just be super product driven, the money will come and it will, but it it's taking more time. And again, <laughs> I have to figure out how to get money in. Um, so, yeah. What made you change your mind about those different revenue streams? Like what was the, the light bulb moment that went, oh shit, hang on, there's something else here. Uh, and it's coaching or consulting that I can do. So it was a, a trip that I did in the last month and a half. It was actually to collaborate with another YouTuber. And while I was there, he so gracefully, uh, graciously introduced me to his network and his uh, friends there. And he surrounds himself by these like really just, just amazing, successful, kind people. And uh, I got to experience kind of some, I guess I would define one of these as like a goal setting thing. Um, where like in that session, so I was the least successful there and basically what two of the guys there had like a deep talk with me, kind of helping me like, uh, fig basically literally telling me the exact thing that I'd said was like, you're broke. You said you were broke. It it's very clearly evident. It's like, we're all very successful. This is the exact approach that we did. You don't want it. And I explained to them my pushback. I didn't want to do that because I was so scared of, oh, if I give up my time now, I'm not going to have time to make on the YouTube videos. And then maybe I'm just going to build this. The fear was like building this business that I didn't want for myself. But once I realized like, oh, it doesn't have to be an insane time commitment. I can set how this offer is. Um, I don't, it doesn't have to be this like full service, insane thing. It's all on me and how I set the standards. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until that. And then another guy who was also there, who was like a coaching friend who really like got on a call with me and started pushing me and giving me the exact tactics, which then led to me getting my own coach who now holds me accountable, um, on a weekly basis. So 
yeah, that's kind of that was the whole process. Bringing it back round, I guess, to the YouTube channel, which is kind of your your obviously your main goal and what you want to do. Like first and foremost, your videos, um, like I, they were already good when you kind of came back version version two, right? And they've only got better. And your thumbnails, it like I I know when I see a mic video and I look at it and I go, damn, like they just get better and better and better. So <laughs> just yeah, seriously good stuff. And I know you've kind of like we're about to hit thirty thousand subscribers, but your channel like is in my eyes is just waiting to blow up like big time it is so good and i genuinely love it and watch all of your stuff uh so firstly i just want to get that out there if i haven't already said that to you thank you so much that oh oh it means the world it's like when you have thank you bav like oh this it's 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 when you have people in your corner actually supporting you and again i wouldn't have met bav for without for ptya but it's like it's just, I'm just so thankful and grateful for it. And like, I really do appreciate that. And yeah, this, this has honestly been freaking amazing. I'm yes. my, my first podcast ever. So this has been a blast and gosh, <laughs> I'm very grateful that you, this is your, this is your first of many. I assure you, Thank um, you. this is cool. And actually while, while I'm just, you know, on, on the mic train, I also just want to say that, yes, I'm incredibly grateful for PTY for, for meeting you and your friendship. Uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, so thank you, Mike, for just being there and being spidey. Um, I think we oh, need to see you. Yeah, this is Spidey. <laughs> there I, he is. I would come to the PTYA sessions because it'd be nighttime, and I'd always be wearing these. These, yeah, we won't Spidey. go to the Spidey. <laughs> Mike is Spidey. Um, right, Mike. Uh, we've obviously had technical issues that we'll try and cover up in the edit, uh, which is why why we're going to wrap this up before Mike disappears again. It's not his fault. I don't think it's mine. I'm going to blame Riverside. Um, if you're listening guys it's your fault uh but no mike honestly uh firstly thank you for just for being for being here um and and for being spidey and for everything um and i wish you and your channel the best um it's gonna be awesome thank you so much thank you my absolute pleasure and this this podcast is gonna go to the moon as well uh i I, by the way like yeah really thank you for everything that this was this has been awesome